Hello everybody and welcome back to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com. I'm happy to be back from my break and I am joined for today's episode by my good friend Christina Alexanderson. Christina, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine and welcome back to, to the <laughs> normal feed and the normal stuff. <laughs> I'm not in charge. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you to you and Shelly both for taking over on the podcast while I was gone on my break. I loved your guys' conversations and it was so great to actually listen. It was funny having new episodes of the podcast come out that I wasn't on at all and, and hearing, you know, new stuff on the feed that, that I wasn't a part of. That was it was really fun to hear and, and I loved your guys' photos and conversations. So thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. And thank you for letting us do that. It was really fun and different and <laughs> it's spe- it has been special and and really learn I have learned so much about not being in the back seat kind of letting you drive and trying to <laughs> actually take the wheel and drive forth forth and see different perspective on photography or toy photography and it was really been nice actually yeah thank you yeah of course I, I really enjoyed your guys's chats um if people haven't heard those episodes i definitely recommend they go back and listen to them you guys did three special episodes uh it was on nostalgia humor and what was the third one fan fiction yes you should have been on that one because you were kind of the fan fiction expert <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm only a meta fan fiction expert. I know the concept, but I don't know the actual storylines about the fan art. <laughs> Well, I think that gives uh, that gave the conversation an interesting perspective that you're somebody whose photography isn't really going for that fan fiction angle and you're more using these iconic characters kind of detached from the stories that everybody else knows about them. So I think that is an interesting angle and something that I actually really really love about your photography. Yeah, it's both it's both it's both a, a obstacle and a shortcut to, to use the stormtrooper and pretend it isn't a stormtrooper that it is just an ordinary person without any story about the Star Wars because I know that everybody who looks at these images will see a Star Wars figure. I had this uh, show at work where I exhibit some of my work, my early work with uh, the stormtrooper and I invited my family for an artist talk and my middle son he said it was so fun, Mum, to hear you talk about that because I thought you work with a stormtrooper because you kind of loved Star Wars. But then I realized <laughs> when you talked about it, it wasn't about Star Wars at all. You talked about the Second World War and about the Holocaust. And and that was a totally different story. And I didn't see that. And that was amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. Yeah, you're you're operating on a different level than than um, some other photographers and definitely when I shoot Star Wars stuff I'm, I'm trying to root it in the Star Wars world and I love that you are detaching yourself from all that and telling totally different stories and, and using history and, and art history and all that stuff to inform the kind of stories you're telling so uh, I'm glad that he noticed that and I, and I hope that that talk went well. Yeah it, it was I was so nervous because I had invited my all, whole family and they always seated in the in the audience and looking and I was talking and there was some strangers in the audience as well so I kind of focused on the strangers because it was much easier <laughs> to be <laughs> the artist in front of them instead of the family because they know me as 
mom or Christina or their daughter or sister or whatever. So, but it went well. It went really well. Nice. It, it is funny how your family and your close friends look differently at work, isn't it? I, I've noticed that with my own family and friends, too, that they... Not that they don't understand it the same way or anything like that, but I feel like they are looking at my work from a different angle or with different baggage, I guess, than than like a general audience would. I think it's more difficult to actually talk about it with your family because they know one know me in such an intimate way, and this, even though that my art or my my photography is intimate, I usually don't talk about it with them because they only see the other side of it: me going outside, me going and playing, me sitting by the computer editing, and all that stuff. Not all the thought I put in the work isn't something I talk about. I talk more about how I do and how the time I need and so on. You've told me before we started recording that you've actually been shooting a lot this month. How how has that been going? <laughs> yeah, um, doing the, the podcast made me realize that I have this kind of... Oh, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't doing the podcast, actually. It was me going to my 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 husband's parents' house and, and sitting down with my the cousins of my children and they talked about my photography and they said, oh, we love it. We see it on the Facebook and we really think it's so fun and so strange because you work with this Star Wars fan, fan fiction and it's so male-dominated and then you put those pink shoes on that figure. We really love that. <laughs> and I realized I do that as well. I really love that um, pink shoes. <laughs> so I've done Yeah, th- yeah, we've <laughs> seen them here on the show. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, and I know that I come back to those and I have them on my screensaver on my computer as well. So I have done a series up with the pink shoes really working through the pink shoes because I'm kind of really fond of them. I want to do I want to do it real storyline around the stormtrooper with the pink shoes and i've come up with uh, at least uh, 12 images that i'm thinking working for this series so we'll see where it ends up that's awesome yeah i've I've noticed you've been posting uh, several of those like on your instagram feed um with with those pink shoes and and i'm I'm excited to see the whole series because i know that you kind of shoot with uh with the whole picture in mind or or that you like to compile all of your stuff at the end yeah so i'm excited to see how that project kind of forms yeah i I think i'll think it will work uh at least these 12 images or the two chapters i would say one is around work and the other one is more about uh, dancing or love in some way and I'm thinking of trying to portray I have these images you know we when we last uh, month theme where we create someone else's pictures and I went for Krista Strömholm he made this series around male characters were dressing as females like drag drag yes yes and uh, I want to do a series around he has this amazing image. I want to recreate that with the stormtrooper. Uh, this is this male drag queen. He there's a boy in the in the foreground, and you can see the shoes of the 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 drag queen in front of him. I really love that. I want to do that image uh, with the shoes and a small stormtrooper. So I'm really working around trying to create a scene where that works. So we'll see. Awesome. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see it and, and see how you pull it off. How about you? Have you done any photography being off the, the podcast off air? 
Yeah. I uh, I thought of you recently when I was shooting. I've over the Memorial Day weekend traveled uh, about three or four hours north of where I am now up to just north of Seattle at a place called Port Ludlow. My uh, father-in-law rented a house up there for... Um, for my wife's siblings and his wife and for all of us to kind of hang out for the weekend to celebrate Memorial Day and his birthday was recently. So I actually did some outdoor toy photography for the first time in, in months and months. And and I thought of you while I was out there, like looking for the best places for the lighting and, and stuff like that. It was it was a really fun experience, um, kind of mixing it up like that and really challenging, actually. What did you do? What, what kind of photography did you do? I didn't get to do as much as I had hoped. I packed like a backpack full of toys because we were going to be there for a couple days and then the weather just it we were right by the um right by the beach up by the pacific northwest which was really nice because we had the beach weather or we had the beach but the weather was really cool and, and cloudy and stuff um so i brought a bunch of stuff to take with me on a beach um went out one morning really early in the morning to try to get the good light and it was just completely overcast so all the lighting was pretty flat and boring but I did get some really good images with like uh, stormtroopers and I just bought a dewback a six inch scale dewback so that was really fun to to take that out and finally shoot that and um the beach that we were at was beautiful it had these like the tide would keep coming in and out and there were these great little like waterfalls that would get created by the tides and and yeah just these beautiful rocks and stuff so it was it was really fun but really challenging to shoot outdoors after I've been spending so much time inside my studio (laughs) yeah you kind of learn the situation you work in uh, knowing where the light and how the light works and how you can bounce it and make it really work for you. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a, a lot of practice. And and it was funny too, shooting outside, just losing all of that control that I usually have in my indoor studio and the time that I spend like setting up my shots and experimenting with bouncing the light around and stuff like that. It's, it's harder to do that out in the world, um, especially when you're like bent over rocks and the tide's coming in. And I definitely slipped a couple times on some rocks and, and almost broke my camera once. I, I oh. bashed it against a rock as I fell. And luckily, it's, it's totally fine. But um, it, it was definitely a, a much different experience just being totally beholden to the elements and and trying to look around and find a good spot instead of creating a good spot inside of my studio. So it, it definitely gave me a greater appreciation for the stuff you do, where you just where you go out and you search for the light and try to find, you know, try to find your photos out there in the world. But I don't usually search for the light. I have already spotted it years ago. <laughs> I just go back. <laughs> on the same time every year on the same spot but but during this month doing this uh, theme for this podcast I've really worked hard <laughs> doing this theme I've tried several images and several ideas and recreating and and really thinking through what should I do and why should I do this one and what do I want to portray and that has made me actually looked for new uh, spots to work in because I wanted to get a different background or I wanted to see if the sun would work well there and I usually don't do I have to be honest I usually don't do that much toy photography at this time of year because the light is so it gets so hard yeah I want it softer even though Mm -hmm. um, we have a soft light 
you have to wait a bit late. You have to wait until almost eight o'clock in the evening to go out. And I prefer working in the morning. You can't do that, and you have to be up so early that I usually I prefer the winter light. Actually, finding good spots for the light and how it works through the the houses and to get a line through the image and so different this time of year compared to the winter i'm so i'm so blessed with the winter light and i know exactly where to go and i prefer to work in the same area in the evenings now as well but but it's so different working in the morning compared to working with the evening i know how the light falls between the houses and how they actually create some sort of scenery in the background and now it's kind of i haven't tried this t- t- territory that much but mm. but i'm kind of i'm working it and i'm kind of pleased with the result actually good that's that's always good and and you know it can be fun branching out and and testing out new times or situations or anything like that and kind of rediscovering those areas and uh, I'm glad that it's going well for you and that you've been doing more shooting. Yeah I've done more than I have done since we started this podcast together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah I feel like every time you know you're like yeah I didn't really shoot much this month or I've been so busy or whatever so it's it's great to hear that you've been out there shooting and experimenting. The shot that you took for today's episode was this taken um, in that new situation? Yeah. Yeah it was. I was actually awesome. uh, yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's yeah we'll talk about that later <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah uh, I guess we should say to people that might just be joining us welcome to the show um this is the podcast where Christina and I will discuss uh, a certain theme then today's theme we're going to be talking about recreating photos but not just recreating photos recreating our own photos we did an episode last month where we talked about uh, recreating someone else's images. Um, That was certainly a challenge, and I'm excited to talk about how different that is when you're recreating one of your own images. Yeah, it's so different. (laughs) And (laughs) it was so hard to decide on which image I would go for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I I remember uh, when we pitched this the first time, you you mentioned, like, yeah, try to recreate your best photo. And I had a hard time doing that, so I didn't really approach it that way. I kind of just looked at some older shots of mine that I thought were worth revisiting or or might be interesting to revisit and um, then kind of narrowed it down from there based on just what kind of inspiration I had looking at those photos. How did you actually pick which one that you wanted to recreate? I started with uh, one of my favorite images that I really, really love and um, that we had on the nostalgic uh, episode, uh, the one with a small stormtrooper running towards a bigger one. I really loved that image. Um, And I started by recreating that one. And I thought, oh, this will work. It is almost the same. The setting is different, but I'm doing the same images again. And it felt good and I felt safe and and then it ended up with me going for an image I really love (laughs) (laughs) that I really really love (laughs) and I thought no I want to recreate that one I want to do it in this setting and I want to use the light to get a bit of the mythical part of that idea behind the image and I can do that. Maybe I can do that in this setting. So I went for that. So I went for the light, actually. So, so. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah, it, 
it's it's interesting, isn't it? Kind of recreating your own work because at first my impulse was to just take the same yeah. shot but better. Yeah, you know. And then um, as I was kind of working on this and picking photos and and setting up my new shots, I, I really realized that you know. I don't just want to try to take the same photo, but better. I want to try to re-examine the original photo and and reinterpret it and yeah. try to try to use the skills that I've picked up in the years since that I've, I took that original photo and apply those now and and say, okay, if I were taking that shot today, how would I approach it, or what could I do differently, or what is a new angle I could I could approach it from? So I, I like that you kind of did the same thing. Yeah, I did exactly. Just kind of reinterpreting the work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did the exactly same thing, and and when I st- and when I finally decided to to which image will I use to talk about this, I went for the one that I thought gave a new perspective on the situation, rather mm-hmm. than the one that were more like the first image or more a recreation of the first image i wanted to put something of myself or and who i am today compared to who i was back then <laughs> yeah and i think that's the best way to approach it i know we've talked about this probably in our last episode when we were talking about recreating photos that have have you ever recreated any of your old work before i have i don't think i have done it in that i have i redo work because I think it wasn't good enough. And I redo mm-hmm. it until I think I got the best image I could do, and then I leave it. Yeah, that's kind of how I've, I've done that before, too. I haven't recreated much of my own work, but there have been a few photos um, where I think, yeah, I really liked the idea here, but I need to upgrade it in some way, make the background better, make yeah. the you know photo quality better, that kind of stuff. So it was interesting kind of thinking of this challenge from that perspective, but then this time as we said just kind of reinterpreting it and and putting ourselves into it a little bit more than just recreating it you know shot for shot or or exactly how it used to be I think that probably yields to a a more um, interesting and successful image probably than something that just recreates the original and kind of loses a bit of of yourself in in doing that yeah because I think you lose some sort some part of the the feeling or the idea behind the image you have to get some sort of perspective on on it you have to put something else or something new into the image otherwise it will only become a copy even a better copy is only a copy you want to actually put something else in it as well just simply recreating those things it it's not as creatively successful or or creatively satisfying just seeing the same thing reproduced with better technology it's it's it, that's not the point of of why we want to see these things again no and that's i think you nail it because that's the big the difficulty with this challenge is to actually put something new into the photo or into the recreation not only making it better with a better technique and better knowledge and all that but actually putting something else into the image that's a hard part and that's why I'm I usually don't recreate work because I don't have that the need or the willingness to put the effort or the extra mile to get that new angle on the work yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. There are some old shots of mine that I've been wanting to redo for years just because they're, you know, 
as I said, some ideas that I really liked, or maybe they're a photo that is kind of popular or I sell a few prints of and I think, well, I gotta kind of redo that one so that there's a better quality version out there or something. But I've never really had the drive to do it just because creatively it just doesn't feel necessary. You know, there's no reason for me to, to come back to it. So um, I'm glad that we kind of both came to that conclusion yeah. of this challenge and approached it in that way. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, um, yeah, it will be interesting. I, I want to talk about your image as well, because I really I thought it was amazing. <laughs> I oh, loved the recreation. <laughs> I, thought it was, I love the original work as well. I think it's I think they both good but they're so different <laughs> yeah that's how I feel about yours I was really happy to see your image come through my email this morning and, and realize oh you took the same kind of angle and approach that I did and looking at our our new images they're they're kind of similar too which is kind of funny yeah. as far as like the colors and stuff yeah. like that and what we did with them so um, I think that's interesting. Before we talk about our own images, though, um, we did get a few listener submissions. Thank you to those who participated alongside with us with this challenge. I know that it was difficult to kind of go through and pick an, an old photo to recreate, but we did get a few great submissions from listeners. Uh, is there one that you wanted to talk about first? Yeah, I think we should talk about Luke's image that he actually submitted for the April's challenge because he did this recreation on the episode last month when we recreated someone else's image and Luke mm -hmm. he, he I know he were on the show with this image the one with the the magician and the the crab that he puts takes out of the hat and we thought it was so amazing and he told us the backstory about how he worked with his iPad as a backdrop to to get the curtain we we were really amazed by the 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 way he it worked the image really works with the backlight and the softness uh, over the face of the figure of the magician and how he how he's so surprised by the fact mm -hmm. that the, the magic didn't work and he re decided to recreate that and and make this successful magician <laughs> getting the cat out of the out of the hat and so he actually makes a whole story through these two images. He re recreates the image and he makes uh, the story f full. He makes an end to the story, the success of m making the magic work. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting way to approach this, to not only recreate the original photo and, and reinterpret it, but also, yeah, kind of tie them together in a way where they they are meant to kind of be viewed together, I, w I would say. I, I could see these easily as a diptych or something. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, one is a kind of continuation or an alternate universe version of the original story, which, which I think was a, a really interesting approach. And it's so nice to see how he works with the light in a different setting. It's still a soft light over the figure. It isn't any harsh plastic details on the Lego figure and but you can always also see that he has put light in the foreground or the on the audience that is all dark in the first image and in the second image he is kind of working to make them more visible to the viewer and that's really well done. Yeah I think it does a great job of, of telling a totally different story whereas in the first one the lighting is a little more harsh and, and darker shadows and it is just a little more um, eerie than than the new one, which is more evenly lit. And as you said, the, the audience is um, more lit too, so we can kind of see them more and it brings them into the photo in a way that they weren't 
necessarily in the first one. In the first one, the magician is kind of isolated because he, you know, is on the spot in the middle of all these people and and looking panicked at his failed magic trick. Whereas this one, the guy is kind of included with the audience, and you can tell that they're all in the same space together and yeah. he's much happier and the lighting is more even and stuff so I, th- I thought that was a really interesting way to approach it and just a subtle thing to change that totally changes the story of the image and the feeling of the image even, even though mm-hmm. he works with the faces uh, like m- many do in toy photography the lighting and the way he lights the audience also makes the feeling in the image change from a kind of a surprise moment to a feeling of happiness and the the uh, audience is with the magician instead of against him it, they aren't a threat like they are in the first image in the second image they are kind of a family happily together so he he does a, the the light actually does a lot in these images yeah it really does and it's it's just one of those things that shows how much lighting can dramatically change the shot yeah because i think you know he could have easily just recreated the lighting from the first one but the story wouldn't have changed in such a big way so so luke great job uh, manipulating the light like this i think it just shows that he really understands how how to use the light and i think that's obviously really really important for photography and especially toy photography so so great job luke yeah really really great i really think it's amazing and then we have the other one the pipidit carnival i don't know if that's the way you say it <laughs> i'm sorry sorry he did the recreation that we did last last month he took an image someone else's images an image and recreated it in his own setting and with another figure and uh, he took the image of uh, Woody falling down with the playing cards around him and instead of having Woody in the century he has Robin falling down with the playing cards around him really good work really well done the image and i love the way he recreated yeah it's it's a really great recreation of the scene how he manages to get the same colors and the same kind of blurring effects as the original shot from toy story and 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 i like that he didn't just use a woody minifigure but put a robin minifigure in there instead and kind of changes the story a little bit i thought that was a great way to not only just recreate an image but reinterpret the image and that makes me think about robin and batman that old one from the 70s where they are kind of bang boo mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, I can almost feel that that's the same setting as in the toy story or the same era of time even though Toy Story is probably from the 90s and the Robin and and Batman is from the 70s. I know that, but but it's the same kind of same feeling over the the stories or the the movies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and and the Robin figure is a great choice too just cuz the expression he has on his face is kind of like surprised and worried yeah. and and you know, it, it just helps sell the emotion in the scene. Yeah, and I love the way he makes the mo- motion around the cards in the background. It's so well done. And, and posting a, a image of how it looks through the camera is always fun to see. Yeah, I, I love seeing behind the scenes stuff. And just seeing, too, how he used, like, little Lego plates as the cards instead. And how he didn't do anything to Photoshop them into looking like playing cards or anything. But because of the great blur effect and stuff, you can't really tell what they are. So it totally sells the illusion of the original shot and reminds you of what the original is. 
Um, I, I thought that was a really clever use of of Lego parts to to use those as a stand-in for the the cards. I thought that was a great yeah. thing, especially because it's a Lego figure, so they kind of they match together really well. That's really good. I really like it. Yeah. So so awesome job. Um, that, that one was really fun. And then we have one more we want to talk about too from uh, Demarcation Media. Uh, thank you again. Uh, Z posts a lot of usually participates in these challenges, so it was really fun to see his. And and I really liked, he does something where it's almost the exact same composition for a shot, but the lighting is totally different, which totally changes the feeling of, of these two photos. Yeah, the, the, the color of the lighting is so different. It's so warm in the second image. It's warm, it's cozy, it's summer, but in the first image it's kind of wintry, cold, and kind of breezing and in the diff in the difference is I don't know the name of I know that it is Zelda because you told me in forehand but <laughs> the other figure the snail or whatever it is I have no idea what the name of that one is but in the first image it's, it feels like it's kind of rushing away kind of scared of the the Zelda figure in the background but on the in the second one they kind of feel warm and kind of connecting to one another even though it's exactly the same scene I don't feel the threat in the, the same way and the small small angle he has changed the figure with because in the first image is I don't see both the eyes of the the figure from Salja but in the other one I can actually see both eyes and it, it, it makes it more welcome and more nicer and more friendly in, in the figure in the background it, it changes everything just seeing both of the eyes and kind of seeing more of the face yeah yeah that's true i didn't really notice that but it is a subtle difference that, that does change the feeling of the of the shot and the the emotion that i get from the character so yeah it just just shows how little little changes like that and in, in reinterpreting your scenes can can totally change the story yeah totally so Z, great job with this recreation. Uh, it was really great to see something that is so close to the original, but so different because of the setting. Um, so so great job, and thank you for submitting. We will put all of these entries on the blog post at toyphotographers.com so that you guys can see them. Uh, definitely please go check them out because our listeners, as always, did such a great job with interpreting our theme, and we really appreciate that they participate alongside us with these themes. I'm so amazed because this was so difficult as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was difficult to ch make a choice. It was difficult to redo it. It was difficult to put something new into the image and uh, it was difficult last month and was even more difficult this month <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so let's shift gears a little bit and talk about our photos yes. i'm sure you want to you want to discuss mine first of course so i want I to will... discuss yours first <laughs> i have written all this i've written a long essay about these two images <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> I really, really, I've, when I opened your email, because I always get an email maybe a, a half an hour before we start recording, and I opened the images and I thought, wow, I love this image. And he can't have, I don't know who, which one he did this time and he, what he did, recreated, but I love them both. And I had almost had decided that I preferred the one from 2014 
over the one mm. from 2019. But looking at them, I kind of can't decide <laughs> uh, because they so they are so different. They are so they are so they are good. They're really really good images. Both of them are really really good images. Um, so I thought I would talk about them together as comparing them with one another so yeah that's kind of what I was thinking of doing with yours yeah (laughs) because because I have done this paper and uh, write writing down 2014 in one column and 2019 in the other one and compare them with one another because Hmm. there's such a difference and I want to talk about how the how I look at the image differently because you portray the figure in a different angle, with a different, um, with a different composition. How everything changes with all the choices you have changed in these two images, and uh, I really, I really loved it. I really think it, it's amazing because it changes my part towards the image towards the figure when i looked at look up on it just because you have changed small small details and you have done such amazing work with it oh thank you <laughs> so, <laughs> I, and in the end i kind of prefer 2019 because i'm a portrait photo- photographer myself and that is such a typical portrait, and I'll come to that as well. So, so even though I, I love the one from 2014, that is more a, an image of a... No, it's a good image. I love it as well, because it's kind of a... It's more a image of a fan situation, or a CD, or a... It's totally different. I'll come back to that. Okay. I'll start. Uh, There's two images and they are both in colour. And I don't know the name of the figure in the image. I know he's an admiral because I got that clue through the name of the image. And I know (laughs) he is from Star Wars. And I know he's an admiral for the the rebel side of the Star Wars saga. (laughs) That's all I know about him. And I know he has this big... He's a beautiful figure. He's a beautiful character. He's uh, kind of a lizard. I would say he's a lizard, but I probably is. And, and James will feel everything about that in the end. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't care because I, I look at the image. Yeah, yeah. I'm just interested <laughs> to hear your interpretation yeah. without knowing. Uh, y- even though you, you do understand who he is, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. He's important. <laughs> and uh, and through the two images he's important and he has a different role towards me in the two images let's start with the 2014 it's a red it's an image of a admiral and it's a portrait taking straight ahead as a viewer i'm kind of straight in front of this uh, figure he and I are on the same level. We are looking at one another. I can look at his eyes. I see that he has this amazing clothes that is red with the high shoulders and golden that really comes forward against the red background. And the red background is a 
bit pink compared to the red dress he wears and his amazing eyes and the sculpt of the head. Ince looking straight at me and I'm equal to him. And the focus is really good. You have put it so well on the figures, perfectly on the eyes. It isn't in, in anything, nothing in the image is out of focus, but the eyes is perfect in the focus. But I would say it's uh, the depth of field is a bit shallower on the image in from 2014 compared to the, to the one from 2019. It's a square image. The figure is filling half the image and the rest of the image is negative space. I really love that because it makes him grand and important because he gets this portrait straight ahead of him and I look straight to it, towards his eyes and all the space around his head makes him grand and like he has visions and he has ideas and he can actually he has power to to fill the space uh, above him i really love that in the Im image i love the negative space i love the way you work with red uh, against red because it makes the color of red be become even more bright and even more important even more napoleon-like uh, in the dress uh, in the first image it's so well composed it's so centralistic it's uh, you almost work with the uh, the idea of that you have a medium format camera and that makes it even grander because then you have used a uh, old traditional camera working and doing this portrait that makes the portraiture of the the figure important as well i really think that the image from 2014 is amazing and it's it's really i think it's so close to what i think uh, an image where the portrait the one who do does the portrait feels like he is equal to the man in the portrait even though he's grand and important and that's why he has this portrait in the second image which is so different even though it's the same man and he has the same dress uh, it's totally different because the angle uh, the angle where I as a viewer stands a bit beneath him looking up at him and that makes him even grander more important even more powerful and uh, just that shift of angle makes a totally different feeling for the viewer this is a person that is powerful I saw that in the first image as well but he in the first image he looks at me I look at him and we are equal in the other one we're not equal anymore I'm looking up on him I am admiring him I'm seeing what he has done this is after the battle this is after the victory and we can admire him because he is this grand admiral that has made the, all the difference so that the first thing I realized when I looked at the second image that is that you had changed the changed the angle the second one is that you have changed uh, it is a portrait uh, setting it's a traditional portrait and you have 
instead of putting the figure straight ahead, you have put him from the side. That is also so typical for a traditional portrait. And I love that. It makes him even more in the setting of being a general or in an army setting or a war setting. And the vignetteering uh, where you have put the light around his head so the focus of the light towards his face and where I'm supposed to look you work around that and the background you have changed the background from red to some some sort of golden image golden color and it's the same golden that he has on his shoulders and I really love that that you focus or that makes a red become even more bright and even more important than the second image and it makes the golden shoulder or the cufflinks or whatever it's called even they stand out even more and I look up on him and I see how grand and important he is and the fact that you have put him a bit on the side and put his hands on the back because that is such a typical I would say a male um, posing, but it's also posing that you use in the por- in portrait setting. That where you put the you have to put the hands of the the um, person that you're making the portrait off. You have to they have to handle their hands, and he puts them on the back, and he kind of puts them one in one another. I don't know if he does that, but I. I see that and I feel that. I don't see it, but I I see it anyway. I really love that small detail of putting on putting the hands in the in the behind his back. I really think that is amazing. And the focusing on the on the second image is, I would say, the depth of field is a, a maybe a bit broader, and the way you have framed him or put him on the side I can see all the sculpting of his face and all the details and I can read all the lines in the face so he becomes a totally different character and I can kind of see all the experience he has and why I should admire him it's so different and so well done. I really love the second image because he becomes more of a character, more like a person in that image uh, instead of the first one where he just stands there and I look up, uh, up, in, up on him and he's kind of, this is more like a snapshot or, a, you know, the, the one ple- mug shots. Uh, the first one is more <laughs> like a mug shot, but the other one is a, a portrait, like portrait of a president or a portrait of this really important man I really think it's so different what what all these small details makes to the image and how it changes the way I look at this these images and they are both of them are grand and I can see this as a grand man but there is more traditional portrait uh, setting in the second image and I really love that Thank you. <laughs> it's it's great to hear um, your interpretation of these, and, and funny how much you like and appreciate the original photo because I look at that now and I, and I'm very critical of it, you know, and don't see it in such a positive light as you do. So so it's great hearing how you feel about that original one too. I I think it's I think it's so good. I think it's amazing. 
but it's so different and I would never have guessed that it, it was the same photographer that had done both of these images uh, because they're so different. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's funny looking at them just side by side, how the first one does seem a little more um, like not comedic, but but just a little lighter than, than the new one, where the new one is supposed to be more regal and important and, and you're supposed to feel that he is this big important admiral in this war that, that that we've just won and this is his victory portrait or something yeah. you, you know I, I i that's what i was really going for so i i loved hearing just you describe the image because everything you said was was exactly what i wanted to convey through this one so so thank you i i'm really happy with it i really love the way you get the sculpt sculpture in the face of the mold of the plastic in the second image you really can see all the details you can see all the the lines and the way he has lived and you can really get a feeling of all that he has experienced through the second image the way you put him in, in the kind of slightly towards uh, the left yeah yeah we're kind of focusing on a different part of his face like the side of his face and it's funny looking at the old one how the eyes just seem to like pop out from the side and he just looks really goofy in the first one which i think is what i was going for you know um this is admiral akbar from uh, star wars um definitely one of like the most iconic star wars characters and and really uh, a favorite among toy photographers i think when i did the original one i was going for you know, it was supposed to be a little more goofy and funny that, you know, he is this admiral that we know, but he's wearing this like admiral's uniform. And, and so I wanted to kind of play around with that funny angle or goofier angle. Whereas this one, I, I really try to go a more serious and, and regal route. Um, and that's why I changed some of the composition and stuff like that. But yeah, just looking at his face in the first one compared to the second one, he looks so much goofier in the, in the original than he does in this one. Yeah, but it and the red against the red also makes me think about uh, uh, image or the communist area or and or the an ideal more an idea of that he is equal to the viewer compared to in the second image we are really looking up on this power figure so different uh, how the perspective changes his role towards me as a viewer. And yeah, I, I'm really proud of this just looking at the two because it just shows how much more I understand now about composition and, and lighting and stuff like that to, to convey a story through a scene or a mood through a scene. Looking at the original, I, I just see how harsh the lighting kind of is and how kind of flat it is, especially on the background. And um but I like and that. And the posing and stuff like that. I really yeah. like that. That's also a, a stylistic uh, choice. And it isn't bad. It's a really good stylistic so choice. But it's a totally different story you want to convey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think at the time I, I was doing this uh, less on purpose. It was less of a stylistic choice and more of just a I didn't really know what I was doing kind of choice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I think you might be giving me too much credit there, but uh, <laughs> but I appreciate it. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't think so because you have put him in the center, really in the middle. Uh, I love the red. I love the red background that brings the red uniform in front. It really brings a red in the uniform totally different but slightly even i really like it i like the red against the red i think it's beautiful i really i love the way you 
get all the details to glow uh, in, in the uniform, the, all the golden details, the leaves and the the belt in the it, it makes it he makes it almost even becomes more vivid and he stands out in a different way on the second image but i really like the first one as well it's so different it's totally so different yeah it was fun to you know as we kind of mentioned earlier in the show just just looking at the original and thinking of reinterpreting it because i did think about just retaking the original shot and doing the red background and and shooting from straight ahead but improving the lighting a little bit or, or my focus or the the picture quality you know but but i i like that i kind of took it a different route and and wanted to use the same figure but put him in a different setting or, or just shoot him in a different way that totally changed the story so that that that's what was really fun about doing this challenge was was recreating that aspect of it yeah. instead of just shooting you know shot for shot what it what it would have been like originally but you didn't try so. doing the the original one putting him and really doing a straightforward mugshot no i it didn't even i didn't even want to want to do that uh, originally when I first saw it I thought about it and but then once I started shooting I immediately pictured in my head him you know more standing to the side and looking off into the distance and I, I wanted that traditional portrait feel and, and shooting it in portrait mode and all of that uh, because I've learned a lot now through this podcast and, and through looking at your work with portraits and stuff just how to do a portrait and um, the traditional aspects of a portrait and the lighting and, and the story that you have to tell through a portrait. I think with this original one, I was trying to go for a portrait, but didn't understand all of the elements that go into a successful portrait and what you're trying to do with portraiture. So now that we've kind of covered those aspects, I, I wanted to try that again and, and use those new skills and techniques that I've learned. So that, that was a really fun thing to do too, is just to put the stuff that we've learned from this show into practice for for this photo so would you say it's that is that it is the same photographer that did both of these images are you the same photographer that you were 2014 no <laughs> no i'm a totally different photographer now i'm not just you know my skills have improved and i've learned more things but the way i approach the images and what i'm trying to convey through my images and stuff i feel like i've i've become a much different photographer than i used to be and you know and i always liked what i was doing before but now i feel like i'm i i feel like before i was just kind of taking pictures and now i'm actually taking photos if that makes sense mm. <laughs> i would say it's a <laughs> the opposite i i think you did photos before and you picture you're doing pictures now <laughs> <laughs> perhaps maybe my uh my verbiage there is a little but i think you and i are talking about the same yeah, thing i think so as well because yeah. for me pictures is the thing that i have that meaning behind it and the photo is just a technique i really love i love them both <laughs> i think the first one is amazing because it makes me think of uh, andy warhol and all that <laughs> pop culture and pop art and you really put a nerve on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's stuff i was trying to do when i first started was looking at a lot of that like pop art and stuff like that and very like basic primary color backgrounds and stuff mm. like that but now having my own voice and my own feelings around images and stuff and seeing what I'm taking now it's it's cool to see how different they are and how different my approaches are and, and that I'm clearly being influenced by different pieces of art now it's so beautiful <laughs> thank you well, let's stop talking about me though let's talk about how great your image is because 
like always, I saw this in my email this morning, right as I woke up, I was like, I turned off my alarm and then opened up my email and saw this and was just immediately blown away by your image and how you kind of in the same way took a very similar um, composition and story and all of that, but changed it and flipped the angle and changed the lighting and just dramatically changed the story. So, so I, I absolutely loved your image and I love this original image that you've done too. Thank you. Yeah. So I'll tell, I'll talk about what I see. Um, you presented this to me in two ways. You sent me just the, the new photo by itself. And then I also love that you put both of them together on a diptych. First of all, it, you know, shows me the images side by side, which is great, but it also tells a story with both of these images, which I think is interesting. And I, and I want to talk to you about that. So, um, I guess I'll talk about the original image first. Uh, it's on the right side of your diptych. It's in black and white. Uh, it's in uh, landscape mode, but kind of it looks like more like an 8x10 or something. It's not quite, you know, widescreen. Um, and in the photo, we have two figures, uh, Darth Vader standing behind a stormtrooper. And Darth Vader kind of has his head over the stormtrooper's shoulder and his arms around him. And the stormtrooper is cradling a little teddy bear in his arms. And it just immediately makes me think of this, that they're this family and makes me think of like the traditional um, nuclear family and, and how you're kind of discussing those things with these two iconic characters and, and what that means. And, and seeing Darth Vader in this kind of context is just so funny. Um, so there's, I, I love that you're already mixing that, the pop culture stuff with this new interpretation and using these characters in a new way. And so the image is in black and white and Vader, because he's all black, is, is really, really deep, dark shadows. And the background is, is this gray gradient where it's a little darker on the bottom and kind of gets lighter on the top, but is, but is almost uniformly kind of uh, gray. And the Stormtrooper as well, you see kind of lighting on his on the face of his helmet, but then shadows everywhere else. And and I love the way that he's kind of cradling this teddy bear where the teddy bear's face is kind of buried in his chest. And he's got his one hand underneath him and one hand on his neck. And it just immediately makes you think of how you would hold a baby. So I, I just love this original image. Um, and in the original, the both figures are on the right-hand side, and they're looking towards the, the left side of the image, and you've got all of this great negative space above them and, and to the left of them. Um, and then in the new image, I love that you've taken the almost the same exact posing and same exact idea, but flipped it. So now the figures are... Um, more in the middle of the image and they're looking towards the right side and this image is now on the left side of your diptych and instead of being in black and white you've got this beautiful golden color coming in through the the background and this beautiful bokeh in the background where you just see these these lights and and how directly behind them is the brightest light source and it kind of puts a little halo around them and you can see kind of a golden glow on on the edges of their faces and and I just I think it's so beautiful as as you always do with light but I think this is one of my favorite images I've ever seen from you actually thank you yeah yeah it's it's amazing and um and in this one Vader is it's funny he's he still has his arm around the stormtrooper but they're they're not quite leaning down as much as they were in the first one they're not looking as much at the teddy bears they were um in the first one, it makes me think of like new parents or something. And in this one, it, it more looks like they're posing for a portrait or something where they're still cradling the, the teddy bear and, and looking together. But the, but it looks more like a like like a portrait or something of them just holding the child instead of like looking at it. 
And I love that you've used a teddy bear here instead of like a, a little Lego Stormtrooper or something. I think you could have done that or a little Lego Darth Vader or, or something like that or a mix of the two. But I love that it's a teddy bear and adds a, a new element to the story as if like, are these characters um, parents to this this teddy bear? Did they adopt the teddy bear? Could they not have children and this teddy bear is a stand-in for that? Like it, it brings up all of these different questions about family and and what you're trying to say with using these two quote-unquote evil or dark side characters in this traditional family portrait setting. Um, and that is totally different. I, I just get a totally different feel from these two images. The first one makes me, it, it looks a little more sad or, or somber or quiet, I guess. And the new one is, is brighter and warmer and... Um, just, you know, obviously more lit and you can see more details on Vader. Uh, his sh The shadows aren't as deep and the blacks aren't as deep. So you can see all of the different um, textures on his on his outfit and on his mask and all of that stuff. And I, I really love that those details come through, um, even though in the original you could totally understand who he was. You just couldn't see as much of those things because they're kind of lost. And when I see these two images together on a diptych, it it kind of makes me think of a story where in the first one they're this new family and they've got this this new baby and everything is it's bright and, and warm and welcoming and light and then in the second one because it's black and white and darker it, it immediately makes me more sad and it think and I think did the child die or did something happen where we've gone from this beautiful bright warm beginning to now this darker you know second part of the story and, and it it just brings all of these feelings out. And, and I think it's something that wouldn't come through if the images were just by themselves, but because they're in this diptych together, I don't know if that's how you would present the, the work, like the finished work, but just seeing them together as you've sent them in a diptych is, is really interesting. So both of these amazing, amazing images, I, I like them both for totally different reasons, but I think the, the new one, just the lighting and all of that just is so, so beautiful. So great, great job on these. Thank you. I did the first image in 2012 when I kind of had done this workshop and we have talked about doing images from, uh, uh, we had looked at uh, Pietà, do you know what a Pietà is? It's an, Im no. it's an image or a painting of uh, Maria taking down Jesus from the cross and having him in his uh, lap and he's lying all dead on, on on the floor and she's kind of holding him and around it, it usually is Maria and Jesus and maybe Maria from Magdala and I had been on this workshop doing portrait uh, all weekend and we had talked about talked about all these iconic images we have incorporated in our backbone that we don't think about that we just have around us and and that made me do this image of uh, the holy family of Jesus um, and Joseph and the newborn child in the mm, cradle I love that so so actually uh, the first image is an Im it's a re remix of of this iconic image that we have all seen of the the holy family uh, um, mm -hmm. and I did it towards Christmas and put it online for Christmas that year and and I've loved that image ever since because I thought it was 
I think it's one of my best best work altogether. Yeah, I, I would say it's it's amazing. Uh, it's such a great image. Yeah, it's a re- I think it's a really great image. And uh, when I were out in the the woods trying to to recreate an image, I, I kind of sat there and I had tried doing. Um, I had done the. I was finished. I had ma- made my redo. I re. I thought I, I was successful, and I thought no, I should no. I have the light in the in the background. I can get this glory around the the Maria figure, the stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have the, <laughs> the Joseph behind and the the child, the, the small Jesus in the arms of her. And maybe I can get the feeling of really the situation where there is this, where the, the, the God is almost present, like in the images we all have seen. This is part of our backbone. So th- that made me re- try to redo this image. And I was really pleased with the way I could frame the light around the figures to get to get this glow around them and the glow around the teddy bear and how they kind of work together. And uh, when I was finished, and I'm 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 really pleased with the, the new image. I think it's I love it, but I don't love it in the same way I do with the first image because it it wasn't interesting enough in itself but it was interesting towards the first image because when I put the diptych together it almost feels like the second image is looking at the first image as you said Mm -hmm. and they kind of are grey and old and looking back on their own story and all the hope they had for this small child all the love they felt for one another and now they just kind of in this despair and something has happened to them and and I kind of felt that feeling in these two images talking to one another and and that made me decide to go for this image because I really love the way the stormtrooper is kind of almost glancing over or seeing the or looking back or being nostalgic around what could have been or whatever they wished for when they got that first image or they I know they don't see that but I see uh, the story as them looking back towards that feeling and made me think about how old they have become and how how worn they have become during the years and how I played with them and all the stories they are bringing with them in this situation where they're standing in front of this I think they are doing a portrait actually posing for a portrait because they are not focused in the moment on the second image like they are in the first image they are totally focused on the child in the first image but in the second Mm -hmm. image they are focused on something outside of the image I don't know what it is but something is it and I love that fact because that makes the image more imprecise more edgy or maybe more unsuccessful than the first one but that is also the nerve in it that's what makes it 
work for me. Yeah, I would totally agree. I love that they're looking off into the distance and um, it, especially the way they're framed, how they're on the left and they're looking right. It makes me think they're looking, you know, towards the future and yeah. and at what is ahead of them. Yeah. And in the next one, because they are looking left, um, they are looking towards the past yeah. and looking back and, and being nostalgic or or, or in despair, whatever it is, and that they are looking down at the child this time instead of, you know, off into the distance. I like that the, the, the feeling of the nostalgia is there in the second or in the in your original image, as it's presented now. But because they're looking down at the child, it adds that the other element to it yeah. that they not are only looking back at their lives, but looking back at their lives in relation to this child yeah. and the family that they had and and what might have happened to them, you know, through their lives. Uh, I just the the framing of these two shots together just is so beautiful and and so wonderful. And I, I think it's great that you've not only recreated your original shot and flipped it on its head, but used the original shot in a new way, presented alongside the the new image. I just think that's a really interesting way to to approach this, and not something I would have thought of thought of doing myself. I don't think I, I thought about it before I had to compare. <laughs> when, when I, because I, when I recreated the image, I didn't actually look on the up on the first image because I did it through my head, through the idea of what it looked. <laughs> <laughs> when I remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, li- I like that you're using your memory of the shot and not just the shot itself to, to frame the recreation for you. I think that's a really great way to approach it, actually. Yeah. And I think first, when I looked, compared these images, I realized I kind of failed it because this, is, <laughs> this isn't the same image. This is a new image, new image. But on the other hand... It wouldn't have become this image without the first one. So, so I really, I was really pleased. Yeah, you should be. This is both. Both of them are amazing images. I just, I think it's really, really great. Thank you. Oh, I'm so, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm so pleased with this. <laughs> I think <laughs> you should be. It's, yeah, it's wonderful. So, I, I really liked this challenge. I was, I was really nervous about it and worried about it. And again, I kind of put it off all month long until the last few days. I was really like, okay, I got to do this before <laughs> the weekend. Um, but in the end, I'm really happy with how we, we came up with these images, and I'm glad that we kind of approached them from the same way, yeah. that we were reinterpreting our original work and not just trying to recreate it shot for shot. I, I think that it's great that we both kind of approached it in that way. Yeah, I think we. I think you have, uh, from, from my perspective, you have to put something new or at least yourself into the image, and then, you, then it will change. It will, won't be the same. Uh, that's part of uh, growing and um, trying to actually find something that you want to portray through the image. So, yeah, this was, thank you for suggesting. I don't know if you suggested this one or I feel like we picked it because Luke kind of gave us the idea last month when he recreated one of his own shots. But however we came to it, I'm really glad that we did this challenge. Um, It was really rewarding and really fun. And now it makes me think of if I ever do want to, recreate some of my old work now I kind of have an angle to approach that from instead of just wanting to you know recreate it as exactly how it was back in the day so I I think this was a a really important thing for for me to go through just as an artist and as a photographer and looking at my old work and interpreting it in in those different ways yeah me too I really I really like this uh, this uh, challenge Um, I think I also took really good time working through 
finding an image I really liked and I've I have I've already done three images to be honest. <laughs> but I decided <laughs> yeah. upon this one in the end. Yeah, I I had to to try I am I have have several images I like but but I I kind of I had to work through what what will I what do I want to put into the new image? What is the difference? What can I do? What do I really want it to be about? Where is right. the focus? And so I had to do several images. And I, I think that's a good working process. It has been a w- good working process for me to actually end up with this result. What would you like to do for our next uh, theme for next month? I'm kind of prepared to, to recreate one of your images. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to suggest the same thing that, that we do each other's. I know we talked about that before. So, yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, recreating one of our own shots or, you know, each other's photos, I think, is going to be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I have started looking through your your images to find one I think I can do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's funny because we do have totally different styles and, and um, interpretations and angles that, that we're doing. So it, it will be really fun to to not only just try to recreate each other's work, but see how we interpreted it and how we elevate, you know, either elevated each other's work or, or missed the mark or, or whatever we're going to end up with. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what we do and which photos we pick. So, yeah, yeah that'll be really fun. Yeah, it will be fun. <laughs> And I guess if people want to participate, should they pick one of our images as well and try to recreate it? Yeah, feel free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, not to like put ourselves up on, you know, and make make people recreate our work. But I think that would be interesting to see, too. And since we'll be talking about each other's images, I think that would be the easiest way for us to include listeners in the, in the next episode. Um because then we'll have a little bit of context and, and stuff. But uh, but yeah, I think that would be a, a really great challenge and something I'm looking forward to. And let's just use the same hashtag again because uh, it's it's worked out for us so far and there have only been a few entries. So if people want to participate, let's use the hashtag TP underscore recreation. And uh, I'll have the, the date on when you guys should have these submitted on the blog post for this, for this episode at toyphotographers.com. That sounds good. Yeah, and Christina, thank you so much for again for doing this with me and for doing this episode it's so good to not only be back on the podcast but be back here talking to you and and talking about our images it's just such a great way for me to jump back into the podcasting world so thank you this was this was really fun thank you as well james thank you for having me (laughs) (laughs) always yeah it's it's always a pleasure so and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Stay tuned for the end of the show where you can find all the links to, to follow us and find new episodes of the podcast and all of that stuff. But in the meantime, um, thank you, everybody, for listening. And, and thank you again, Christina and Shelly, for taking over while I was gone. It was great to have a podcast break, and it was great to hear you guys talking about things. And it's good to be back. So Yeah. And I have to end on the note that if you like the podcast, share it with a friend and uh, share your uh, impressions on the blog or on wherever you find your podcast. Please help us get notice on in the podcast world. 
Yeah, yeah. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Google Play, wherever you listen to the show. That'll help spread the word, help us get noticed, help people, more people find the show. And, you know, join us in the discussion on the blog posts in the comments. We love hearing your guys' interpretations of the episode or, or of our own photos or comments about the listener submissions. So, um, yeah, find us at toyphotographers.com. We'd love to talk to you guys. And um, I guess I'll see you guys next week. Yes, we will. Thank you, James. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore toy photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week.